man, she she dropped the food right in front of me. Like I'm gonna be able to do anything about it. I'm gonna have Roadhouse just staring at me for this entire time. That sucks. That's yes, it does. I mean, you could eat on Mike and really get us some ASMR people. Oh, <laughs> pull another crunchy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, Call it mushy. <laughs> Yeah, it's the follow-up. <laughs> Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zachariah with Old Man Gaming. Welcome, everybody, to a horrible gaming podcast. Back to your regular, regular, semi-regularly scheduled programming. Uh, because I am not alone, nor am I doing an interview show. With me is... Neil, a.k.a. Tiny Wizard. So, Neil, you're in the new house. Getting settled. Yeah. Happy. Uh, I... Oh... Let me tell you, uh, I'm glad to be in my own house. Yeah, I could take up an entire podcast worth of stories of things <laughs> that have already happened <laughs> slash are currently happening. Yeah. yeah. The least of which I didn't even tell you this. Uh, when we went to go take the truck back, uh, one of our very first interactions with one of our new neighbors, uh, our neighbor plowed into Kayla's vehicle and... Oh destroyed her front end so yeah it's just <laughs> been fucking sunshine and roses oh, my guy <laughs> that's but not yeah fun. yeah we are we are well, I didn't in the want house that conversation to go this way because we've got to yeah. the credits <laughs> yeah <laughs> but... sorry but yeah we're in we're good uh Took and uh, thank you again very much for helping no nope, blood marker repaid sir my ledger is clean <laughs> my ledger is clean i did my last groomsmanship this weekend, I am I am free and clear. All my blood markers are clear. Um, <laughs> all right. So with that said, we got to thank a couple of people. Uh, number one, we got to thank Mr. Mark Bell. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're noticing any fancy graphics, be, uh, the fancy graphics behind the fancy timestamps, you're gonna notice that some of them are custom. Those were provided to us by Mr. Mark Bell. And we thank him for that. And then, of course, the theme song for this show and all of the shows here at OMG is provided by the man who makes the music, Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to Fan Traction, our first segment and probably our most important. That's where we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans. We read all your comments in all the places we can find them. And we just we riff on them. We answer your questions. We you know give you hot takes on anything you say. So Now, obviously, there's been two podcasts without us being able to do Fan Traction, so we're going to go through all of them today. Um, so we're going to go back two weeks first, Neil. Two weeks first. All uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so what we have to do is we're going to start is with find you. them. <laughs> well, I got them up. Uh, we got Jason first, the professor. Uh, the core is a great bad movie. <laughs> I remember yes. having the black hole kids book when I was little and then watching it as an adult and having my brain go numb. Cause that movie is some whacked out late seventies bizarrity. It is Jason. 
It is. Neil, man, I'm telling you, I know you've been too busy to watch it, but if you want to check it out and have your brain effed, that's what it is. Uh, he then says, also Fallout 4 has fallen to Maneater. He's playing Maneater now. I don't know why I like these. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I like this. Uh, play as a shark game so much. I don't really find sharks that fascinating. Uh, what we really need is a State of Decay 2 slash Fallout 4 community settlement inspired ant colony game. That's an interesting idea. I don't know if you've ever played this, Jason, but there was a game way back in the day on Super Nintendo called Sim Ant. I urge you to go find it, and I wish they'd put it in the the Switch Online Arcade because it's one of the coolest strategy games of all time. You ever play Sim Ant, man? I actually have never even heard of it. <laughs> it was amazing. You played a colony of black ants. And like you, like there was two views. There was a side view of your actual colony dig down, and then you could decide whether you were creating workers or soldiers or drones, um, and you had to protect your queen. And then there was a red ant, uh, red ant group somewhere in the sector that you had to wipe out. And spiders would come through and try and wipe your people out. Caterpillars, and you would have to kill them. That you were in a yard, so every once in a while somebody would mow or a dog would walk through. It's amazing. Look it up. It's one of the coolest strategy games you'll ever see ever. Um, yeah, man, it's it's really cool. Me and my brother played a ton of it. Nick, if you're listening, give us a comment on Simans because that game was fun. Kev too tall. Ew, dirty clothes. I don't know what he's referring to because this was two weeks ago, and Kev always <laughs> picks very specific comments. But yes. Ew, dirty clothes. He then said, if that scan app will get you Amazon cards, you can buy Steam cards with digital Amazon cards. I have done this. Yes, 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 Kev. I am aware of that. However, the Shopkicks app does not get you Amazon cards. I looked. It is a bummer. Uh, he then said, Walt Disney produced the original Tron. Yes, I am aware of that. We figured that out before the show ended. Philbilly three three zero. I definitely think In Exile will make a new Fallout, and I'm pumped. In case you weren't aware, the head of In Exile is Brian Fargo, who is the creator and lead on the original Fallout games. So it would be just return the returning crown, returning the crown to the king. Now, Philbilly, I am aware that Brian Fargo was the original Fallout guy. And I am aware that he runs Exile. The only thing is, the only problem, the only wrinkle that I'll say is that Brian Fargo's Fallout games looked like Wasteland games. Like, they were like that. They were like real-time strategy game. Uh, not real-time strategy. Uh, the isometric... Uh, yeah, isometric yeah. turn-based strategy. That all the, the first two Fallout games were like that. So those are the games he's made. Still, I'm really excited to see... Like, if In Exile, if the rumors are true and In Exile is getting Fallout 5, I am really excited to see what that property is going to be. <laughs> really excited. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Comments there, Neil? Uh, I mean, I, I would be curious to see if a new Fallout game is actually being made. I mean, we'll, we'll find out here soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I don't. I still don't think, unless Bethesda has just full on 
like if Microsoft has like taken some of Bethesda's stuff and handed it out to other people, I don't think we're, I I don't think that they would have done that either. I don't think it's even about that. I think that they, that Fallout 4 was critically kind of iffy. Like it sold well, but a lot of people didn't care for it that much. Fallout 76 was a nightmare. And uh, they're a two game, they're a two game company. They're a two team company. They've got Starfield. They've got Elder Scrolls. I think. I think. Why not hand out Fallout, especially to Inexile, who has experience at least in the genre. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking more so along the lines of because Bethesda, like, there's all this talk now about if Starfield's actually going to be shown at E3 this year, and I don't think it's. So. I yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, but like, who knows how far out Elder Scrolls Six is? This, that, and the other thing. Like, they're huge, heavy hitter, you know, uh, properties. Those ones take a hot minute for Bethesda. And I wonder if they do want to get another Fallout game out. If they didn't just take and hand it off to somebody else, which is, I think, the only way that we would see a new Fallout game right. in the semi-near future. I, yeah, I, like I said, I really do think that they've handed it off. I think they've handed it off to NXIL. I think it makes the most sense. Uh, I just, I, I'm interested to see what they do. I, I don't think we'll see Fallout at e- E3 no matter what, though, because they're still like hiring for that, so I don't think we're going to see anything for it. I, we're definitely not going to see... I don't think we're going to see anything from the Bethesda. I think we're going to see a lot from... Um, Obsidian. That's what I think we're going to see a lot from on the Xbox show. I think we're going to see Avowed, and I think we're going to see um, Outer Worlds 2. Ooh, Outer Worlds 2. That's yeah, an interesting so. one. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna get the announcement for that, and then we're gonna get some gameplay of Avowed. That's what I think. So, I hope so. Avowed looked great. Avowed does look great. I'm very worried, as I've previously mentioned about Obsidian's place in Xbox with Bethesda coming on board, but I really want to see Avowed. Yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> so moving on to uh, the next episode. This episode was the interview episode in which I interviewed you and Phil Billy, the foundation. Uh, so these are comments for that. And first we got Sniper Hunter 36 Gaming. Sniper Hunter, I know you. You're in Discord. Dude, comment more. Seriously. Love you, Sniper Hunter. Sniper Hunter also plays a lot with Phil Billy on Call of Duty. You could probably check him out on the War Warzone streams. He says Phil Billy is definitely uh, Phil Billy is definitely is a pro on Borderlands builds. We have a ton of fun on that game. Yes, yes, Phil Billy is the master of Borderlands builds. He's the Bill Master General. We all respect him for that here. Jason, the professor. I never did a LAN party. I live in the middle of nowhere. People out here weren't computer nerds. Yeah, that is a bummer, man. You missed, you missed, you missed some really um, fun stuff. Magic is mm-hmm. what it was. And it was such a I, when you really think of gaming as a whole, it was such a small period of time between yeah. like between like when gaming went to the internet. Like it was such a small period where it was like you could do those LAN parties, you know? Yeah. Um, it's interesting that we got to live through it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kev Tutal loved both interviews. Thank you, Kev. 
Uh, Kev Too Tall. The rest of them's Kev Too Tall. I don't even know. I'm reading his name off. Kev then <laughs> says, uh, "Gaming is an escape, and that's why we love it." Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then said, "Video games is an escape. As an escape, is totally acceptable. Acceptable. Yes, we also agree." He then said, "Wait, if I comment often enough, can I become a real member?" <laughs> <laughs> Kev, you could definitely become a member of the foundation eventually. Really, what what being a member of the foundation means is that you actually contribute content to the channel other than just comments uh, and stuff like that on Discord. So, I mean, you're probably next on the list as far as it goes. Uh, I will say uh, Danny and Jason are actually starring videos now, so <laughs> they might have one leg up on you. Uh, Phil Billy is definitely the first foundation member to go PC. There you go. There you go. Uh, and then he said, pride is the downfall of man. Laugh out loud. That's an interesting statement. I don't know exactly what he was referring to, but there you go. There you go. All right. So that's it. That's our huge fan traction. I think we're ready to move on, sir. I do believe so. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first talking point. And it's all about anger, as per se usual. So recently, Sony has revealed a bunch of stuff. We're going to be talking a lot about Sony today, a lot about the PlayStation today. Uh, One of the big ones is that not only will Horizon Zero Dawn be available on PS4 as well as PS5, but... God of War, the second one, has been delayed to 2022. It will not come out this year. And it's still going to somehow be available on PS4 as well as PS5. Now, this is completely and totally counter uh, counter what they said when they were releasing. All the marketing leading up to Sony was, we're not making them back. We're, we're not doing that. We're putting all of our eggs in the future basket. We're trying to... Um, we're, we're basically saying we want you to get the full use out of the new console generation. Uh, whereas Xbox was counter that, which they said everything's going to be playable everywhere. Um, so, with that said, I personally, I do scan the Twitterverse. There's a lot of people angry about this, Neil. A lot of people are upset about this. Plus, they're upset about the delay. And there's a lot to unpack here. So, why don't we start unpacking, sir? All right. Oh, a, a term that I'm very familiar with this week. Um, <laughs> but a dust. But a All right. There, there's a lot to this. Uh, first and foremost, uh, God of War getting a delay. God of War didn't have a release window. We've seen nothing but a teaser trailer that had nothing right. but a logo right. and they're already saying oh well it's it's been delayed to 2022 i don't think anyone expected it in 2021 um, you know, um before you continue since you started on the delay i did want to say uh there has been some anger about this whole delay thing i'm 100 in agreement with you this is the kind of delay nobody should be mad at there was no there was no solid date there was no verbal contract of when they were going to deliver this product to you uh, I don't know that there was nothing. I thought there was like a, a 2021 somewhere announcement, uh, like coming 2021, but still like, this is not, this is not the kind of delay you should get mad at. It just isn't. 
Yeah, well, see, here's the thing that I have with this is the fact that they are using, you know, the a delay. Like, they say, oh, well, it's been delayed. You know, already right out of the gate, saying something's been delayed is going to piss people off. Mm-hmm. It's just dumb to refer to it as a delay when it doesn't really, it never really had any sort of release date to begin with. But uh, moving on from that, it, speaking of delays, they said alluded to Guerrilla Games kind of said-ish, kind of. We still don't even know what it is that they said, that Horizon is on track to maybe possibly come out this year, but maybe next. (laughs) Uh, And we have no clarification at all whatsoever on it. They basically are like, it's going good right now, but it could get bad later, so we'll see, I guess. Um, And, you know... The fact that, especially myself being a PS5 owner, I've been waiting for, like, the game that's like, this is why I bought a PS5. And I'm still going to be waiting. You know, we have the the Ratchet and, and Clank Rift Apart. The only reason that that is a huge thing, because it uses that speed of the SSD to be able to do what it does in the game, mm-hmm. to, like, jump between the levels and stuff like that. But I almost feel like at this point that if they had a way to speed up those loading times, they would throw that on PS4 also. I mean, I think they're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because nobody can get their hands on these consoles. So they would just be, you know, essentially making something for the quote unquote 1%. Not really, but you know what I mean. Those who can actually get their hands on the consoles you know, either way, they're going to piss people off, but I think they're doing more damage because they're backpedaling on, you know, right. the say. fact that, oh, you need a, you need a PS5. I mean, they, it's always been a thing between console generations that first year or two that they've made a game that's like, okay, so it's for this generation and the previous generation, mm-hmm. but there's like a, a very solid line between those two. Like... You know, the visuals are going to be better. Right, it's going right. to run at like 60 FPS. And But in the past, like entire chunks of features had been cut out of games right. uh, to make that work. And I don't see that happening here. I think it's purely just putting the game out for everybody who can get it, which is good, but it's backpedaling on what they'd said. Yeah, so you kind of beat me to my hot take. I, di- I didn't think you were going to go the same d- direction I did. Um, (laughs) but, um, I truly believe like, yes, they're backpedaling on what they said. And that's kind of bullshit. But at the same time, this isn't backpedaling. Like they didn't just, it's not like cyberpunk where they lied to us until they released it. And you know what I mean? Like they just lied and there was no reason for it With, with this. Uh, I feel like they, they pushed it like, and and in a way, it's on them because, again, I just want to point this out. I don't think the system should have come out. I don't think this should have come out last year. I think this should come out this year, maybe even the year after that. We didn't need new system. These The systems we have are powerful enough to run all of the games still coming out. I don't think we needed them. Uh, and <laughs> there, was an, there was already inklings of a problem with the chip shortage going into their release. So in a lot of ways, you could say, ah, they kind of could have seen this coming. But at the same time, they're in a position where it's like you said, 
there is only so many PlayStation 5s. Nobody can get their hands of them. Nobody can make more because there's no chips to make more. Uh, so what do you do? You have to like, how are we going to get our games out and make our money? And I do want to say, of all the things, this is one of the biggest flaws in Sony's methodology. So like, and, and anybody who thinks I'm an Xbox fanboy can go back to the previous couple of episodes where I've just been bashing Xbox nonstop. However, their overall methodology so far has made them so much more versatile in situations like this. They are making so much more money on the Games Pass on all these different spots. Plus, you can play your games on a phone. You can play your games here. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the best quality version, but you can play them anywhere. Sony is very restrictive about their exclusives. They do that so that they can sell hardware, and they do that so that they can sell the games themselves, which I don't agree with. Everybody knows that, but that's their methodology. The problem is, though, is now they're in this situation where they need that versatility, and it's not there. They, they just don't have it. So what they have to do is they have to backpedal a little bit, and they have to put those games on previous consoles so that they can make the money off of it. Yeah, and it, it, it's – I've mentioned this before, but as it stands right now, I don't necessarily – oh, I just kicked my microphone. Okay, <laughs> Sorry. all right. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily regret getting our PS5. I'm glad that we have it, but again, it's I, – I played Cyberpunk on it, right. and that's it. I mean, right. here at, at the house, I still haven't even connected. I haven't hooked it back up. Right. We've been and, moved and in no for a little. To. Yeah, there's. It's just the PS4 games that have existed mm -hmm. that I can play on it. Right. I mean, granted, I'm not like a Souls guy, so the the Demon Souls remake didn't really do anything right. for me. We have Miles Morales for PS5, but I never even played. I never. I got two, maybe three hours into the original Spider-Man. Right. You know, God of War, Horizon. Those are the games that I was waiting for for the PS5. Like, yeah, let's let's rip this thing open. Let's put it through its paces. And, and now, now happen. You're finding and, out that you could run it on the old system. And this, the the biggest thing for me is they always plot out the same excuse all the time is like oh well it's built for ps5 and scaled down for ps4 Which this is, that yeah. and the other no the ps4 version doesn't hold the ps5 version back no there's no no way at all that that can be true because there's stuff unless they are intentionally developing it in the old ways that you like you can make like that they, they made for the previous generation so, like, I've already referenced it, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Right. It's purpose, like, it is built to For use the SSD. The SSD. Yeah. yeah, it is built to use the, the SSD. You know, you can do a lot more in these other games by doing things around that. And multiple developers have even said, even on Microsoft's end, with their SSD, too, it's like... Having access to this is great for, you know, rendering, you know, speed, just the overall performance... Like, right. sure, it's going to run quicker than the PS4 counterpart, but it's not a PS5 game. You're going based off the lowest common denominator. Right. Right. Sure, you are scaling down to the PS4, but one can even argue that you have to 
develop a PS5 game with PS4 limitations right. in in mind to be able to scale down to. Right. So it's still being pull. held back. That was their whole pull. That was their whole pull the whole time was that nothing's going to be held back by PS4. And now everything's being held back by PS4. So, like, again, it just goes back to these systems are too early. Like, the games that... that that you want that that are really gonna blaze a trail on Sony, oh, they're not. They're, they're games that could have run on PS4 just fine. The only game, the only game that's built for PS5 from the ground up, now that we're finding out, is Ratchet and Clank. That's it. And yep. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, how many people are really interested in that mascot game? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are going to buy it and play it. There's plenty of people who are going to play it just for the SSD tech. But really, you don't want your titular game, not your titular game, but your your main title to be a fucking mascot game. Like, you want those deep story games, especially for Sony, because that's really what they hold over everybody else's head is their deep, gritty narrative focused exclusives you don't have any of those until 2022 and and even if horizon comes out this year it's going to be december guys like that's what you're looking at yeah so like, it's it's not it there's no way that horizon's coming out this year if they were to have it come out this year they would not have had this horizon state of play right. they would have showed it for a part of their e3 showcase and they would have had some sort of release window attached to it. Right. There's not even a release window attached to it yet. I'm right. sure in the past and even most recently, too, they've referenced the fact that, oh, it's going to be like we're shooting for 2021. But they weren't confident enough to put that at the end of that gameplay. Right. So, no, it's not. It is not coming out this year. I I would put money on that. You know, I, I'm not I, – I, one way or another, I would probably put money on it too. But even if it does, it's gonna be like December twenty second. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not something. gonna be. Yeah, it's not a twenty twenty one game. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's gonna be a twenty twenty two game, even if it's a twenty twenty one game. Is what I'm saying. So like yeah. So this just goes. This just this just feeds into the whole. Like these consoles shouldn't have come out. They should have come out at least this year possibly next i mean and the the rush to get these things out has caused has put us in such a shitty situation in gaming now where like there's nothing really out for these extremely expensive systems that scalpers are just making hand over fist because there's no chips for them and now the 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 companies themselves actually have to backpedal so what what makes it even worse is people who do have a PS5 who did manage to get one in that shortage, it devalues them. It devalues them right out the gate because now the one thing that you were getting with that, the one guaranteed uh, upside of getting that PS5, it's not there anymore. Yeah, and I I'm hoping that at E3 here – we are going to finally see something that's going to like they're gonna s plant their flag in and say PS5 exclusive. Mm. Like I almost feel like they have to at this point because, especially given this news coming out that you know the two main heavy hitters that were going to be yeah. coming out that everybody was looking forward to, assuming they were going to be PS5 games, they're just not. 
Well, and honestly, from from a, a a media standpoint, I agree with you. I think they have to say, put their flag in something and say this is PS5 because that's what their whole premise for that system was built on. But from a business standpoint, I don't think they can afford to. And that's the problem. I don't think anything... I think Ratchet and Clank is an exclusive. It stays an exclusive because it has to be. Right. Like that, like, that can't work anywhere else. But everything else, like, they're like... I'm sure that right now Sony is like... I mean, Sony has what? Like, just estimate-wise... What would you say, like a third of the actual systems in the in the ecosystem out there that they'd want? Oh yeah, I would yeah, say like, like not e- have, not even right. Like they definitely want like four times the amount of of consoles that are actually out there. Out there, they can't they can't sell those games to to people who don't have them. You know what I mean? Like they can't cut their revenue stream that much. They have to make that money. I don't think they can afford right now until this chip thing is resolved. And I have spoken on this repeatedly. I don't think the chip shortage is going anywhere for gamers for at least two years. I think I, because when those when that factory does open and more chips start getting out there, those chips aren't going to gamers first, guys. It's not going to the graphics cards first. It's because it, cars need them. TVs need them. Washers and dryers need them. That's where those chips are going to go first. I, I mean, that they're going to go to priority people first. They're not going to go into graphics cards for gamers. We aren't going to see the fix of that for at least two years, in my opinion. So those PS5s, they're just... They're not going to be able to make anymore. Like, I mean... So they have to put them on PS4. They're not going to be able to get their revenue back. They're, they're going to just... They're going to dump too much money. Which is a very good point, too. Yeah. Uh, given the fact that, you know, you can go ahead and develop these games strictly for PS5, but you're only... Sony is definitely one of the companies that uses software to sell hardware, uh-huh. but they have no hardware to sell, so they have to go back to, you know, the PS4 and everything like that, right. which, I mean, again... They they rode into town on that horse yep. and and here they are now stuck because they have to backpedal on what it is that they had said with the PS five died fast that that horse died quick <laughs> I you know and and that's it's a real bummer because there's a lot of times where I look at companies and I'm like you lied to people so that you could sell stuff like and we try and call it out here and I one hundred percent don't think they lied to people. I don't think that they thought that the chip shortage was going to be as bad as it was. I don't think they properly prepared for it, or at least they didn't listen to someone along the way, you know. But either way, I don't think they meant this to happen. I think this is a damage control thing. I think this is a, how do we make our money back? And I, I don't think Xbox is having the same problem because Xbox doesn't have exclusives. Their hardware... Sales don't hinge on exclusives. Their company doesn't hinge on hardware sales. Their company hinges on Games Pass. Games Pass is as strong as ever, period. And I think that if Sony... I think that Sony needs to rethink their strategies a little bit after this. I I just do. I 
I think that they definitely need to be more open to yeah. something like Game Pass or at least not being so firm in what it is that they say leading up to major launches and releases. But I don't think that they have necessarily learned that lesson yet. That's true. Um, you might be right. <laughs> I mean, given the fact that they're still, you know, walled garden with crossplay and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other thing, you know, I, I think that there's still Sony's got some some time before it really reverses course on that. Or honestly, I think it needs to be a change in the guard. Yeah. Truthfully, at this point, I don't think anything else is gonna change until that happens. You're probably right about that, man. You're really probably right about that. Um. All right, well, I think we covered this uh, to its extent. Do you want to move on? Sure. All right. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, second talking point. Like I said, we're talking about Sony, at least until the odds and ends. And, man, this one's a little bit positive, although I don't like it that it's been patented, but we'll get into that. Sony has recently patented some technology in which... They will create system bots within PlayStation that will learn how to play games based on human players' experiences. The idea behind this being that if you're an introvert or an antisocial son of a bitch, you can play co-op games or even multiplayer versus games with bot versions of other players uh, as your teammates or whatever. So that would be how you work. So if you can't find a party, a party of people to play a certain game, you just bot it up and bot up three people and they'll go in and play with you. Um, so this is super, super interesting. And personally, I, I really wanted to talk about it. I don't know how long we're going to spend on it. I'm just really excited about this technology. I don't like that Sony patented it. Because Sony is one of the most restrictive companies out there, so you're not going to see it anywhere else. Um, But, man, I cannot tell you how cool it would be. I have so many games where, like, I try and play them as games of service, and it just doesn't hit with the community or my group of friends, and I'm just alone, and I can only get so far in the game. Uh, But this would remedy that. Sea of Thieves. That's the number one. Like, I do play with Danny and Jason on the stream, but for the most part, when I'm playing at night, I'm playing alone or I'm playing with Filthy, which is nice, but it would be so cool to be able to fill that crew out with other bots that just play like humans. Um, Obviously, they probably wouldn't be as good as humans, but, God, this is just cool. What do you think about this, Neil? I think it's a good idea. I, I miss the inclusion of bots in games. Right. Um... With uh, zombies on Call of Duty, uh, anytime Kayla and I play, we always have the other two bots on, especially because they are way better than we are. And <laughs> it's the only way that we can get up to like wave like 20, 22, something like that. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, I do like that idea, especially given the fact that like myself, I I will play Halo online and that's about it. And I, there are some online games or like games with online modes rather um, that I've wanted to try slash play slash anything like that. But, you know, I don't want to like get in with other people like right. actual multiplayer Call of Duty. 
um, I've never, I've owned two or three different Call of Duty games, and I only ever played the zombies on it. I will not go online because that community is not necessarily always the uh, most friendly <laughs> slash most fun to play with. Right, right, right. right. Barring, barring the wonderful individuals on the on the channel here, yes, of course. Yes, uh, but, group excluded from this. Yes, yeah, but there's I can only deal with you know a, a six year old telling me that it, <laughs> they slept with my mom, you know whatever. So many times, yeah. Yeah, so many times it's just so frustrating. So like, I, I think it's a good idea. I think it's great. I can see like a deep learning AI tech that could make this work. Mm-hmm. I also uh, this is like super future thinking, but like, I think it would be great if you could actually like have your own AI bot, like, so it, you could like train it to your own individual play style. Mm -hmm. So like mine, whenever, just to go back to like, whenever I play Halo online, if I'm doing big team battle or something like that, I never stay with people. I always run lone wolf, just go straight headlong into the fray. You know, there's some people, though, who like to hang back in the group and stuff like that. And I think it would be great if you could train your own sort of AI. And then if you're not available to play, your friend can be like, hey, I want to play with you, even though you're not available right now to get somewhat close to that same experience. Yeah. And honestly, that's what I was thinking uh, would be the primary use in a lot of ways. Like I would definitely want to use it for like filling out teams in, in games. Because there's plenty of games out there that you you can't even enjoy unless you're playing with another person. Like, I mean, Sea of Thieves really is a great example. Like, yes, you could play that alone. And I do find some enjoyment in alone, but you don't get to see like two thirds of that game if you're just playing alone, you know, whereas this would allow you to fill out a group, fill out a ship, f- fill out things, and, and allow you to play those games. But I think the better use, the more the more apt use would be, oh, man, how do I play with my friends when I can't play with them? You know what I mean? You know, and, and I, I brought up uh, Jason and Danny a couple times in the show, but Danny is in England. She is uh, four hours in the wrong direction, basically. Uh, so we only get to play at that 11 a.m. This would be really cool to be able to fill out my ship with the person that I usually play Sea of Thieves with and vice versa uh, when we're playing at off-peak times, you know? And I think that would create cool stories, too, between friends. Like, with you, too. Like, if, 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 you, if I tried to play Streets of Rage with you, you know what I mean? But it wasn't you. I could be like, hey, man, it's so crazy what your bot did. You know what I mean? And we could even compare, like, like, would that be something that you had done? You know what I mean? Like, it would, it would make the coolest war stories, which is one of the coolest things from gaming that you get, you know? Yeah. Um, but then you also get, like, the weird, like, uncanny valley sort of end of things. So <laughs> let's just say... Yeah. Let's just say you have a friend that you played with for years and they died or something along those lines. And like, I'm going to play with your ghost. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's yeah. Like that, that... That's like that odds and ends. I think we talked about it in odds and ends somewhere where like 
somebody's developing the technology to yeah. use like social media to create a presence for dead people so you can continue to talk to them. Oh man, fuck that shit. Fuck that then, shit. And then that could also just open up a whole nother can of worms of, you know, data privacy issues. Because mm-hmm. we already have no way to really control our data once yeah. it's out there out in the open. So then what? You train a, a, a robot and then some other startup company comes along and harvests all your data and then tries to market things to you based off of what you would do in a game because yep. of your personality type. That, I mean, that's also scary. I mean, and they're, they're going to do that. Like, like you're 100% right. Like that's anytime there's new tech, you give up privacy to use that tech. Like that's the cost right. of any new tech that you want to use. And that's, that is a bummer. Like, if we want to bring up negatives, my biggest negative, too, is that f- fucking Sony patented this. Where are we ever going to see this? And one of the things that bothers me the most is Sony patented it, and Sony isn't even really known for its multiplayer experiences. Like, it's much more a single-player-driven, narrative-driven system. Like, that's that's its exclusive base. And sure, it's got plenty of multiplayer games on it, but... The PlayStation Network is not as good as, like, Xbox Live or even Steam. So, like, it's very frustrating that this technology is in their hands. And only their hands. It's the same as the Nemesis system being patented by WB WB Games. So we're never going to get that anywhere else. Right. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's I think it's a cool idea. I think it's an interesting yeah. idea. Uh, when you first told me about this, I was like all on board for it. But now that I've literally just talked it out a little bit, I don't <laughs> want Skynet. So I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm dialing it back a little bit on my excitement for it. But I think it would be really cool. <laughs> it depends on what Skynet's about in the real world. Is Skynet going to wipe us out or is it just going to like – uh, stabilize our government. <laughs> like I'm well, all for that. <laughs> and it's also weird to to think about these sorts of things that are starting to integrate more, more like tech in it. Because what was it? Um, it was with Destiny Two. I think it was with uh, Amazon Alexa. You can basically have your ghost from Destiny Two, like talk to you oh, through God. Alexa. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, oh, okay. This isn't like fucking terrifying as shit you know <laughs> talking to your to your amazon and just like yeah sure i'm playing this game and this game is reacting but like then what sort of like information is being harvested what's it actually right. learning about right. you it's like don't get me wrong i love tech and like you said you know you always have to give up something right. to use these sorts of things but at the same time like there, there's got to be a point of no return with some of this stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I, Like I said, I don't necessarily don't want it. Like, I want that kind of tech. I think that's fun in gaming. But there's definitely going to be a lot of downsides to it and a lot of negatives that would come with it. And I think you've pointed out a lot of them. I mean, the data harvesting, that always, that is always the first thing you give up when you use a new piece of technology or a new piece of software or a new piece of hardware, that's the number one thing you first give up is privacy. And it's all in those fucking, 
uh, uh, user agreements that we just click agree to so we can get to fucking playing the game. You know what I mean? But yep. that's the first thing you give up. That's your first cost uh, other than money. Like it's money and then it's privacy the, with anything. And so like this would just be that. It would be like, okay, well, we know because of the way he plays Halo – uh, that he's probably a Democrat, and he probably, like, and he likes uh, cats and doesn't like dogs, and like, you know what I mean? Like, it would be, it would be like shit like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. The machines are taking over. <laughs> Still, I really want to be able to fill out my team with uh, with people. <laughs> that that yeah. I don't have to worry about uh, being assholes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So it's 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 interesting. We also Sony is notorious for patenting technology that they possibly never use. So we'll have to see if this is ever actually implemented because they recently also patented that. Not recently, I think a year or two ago, they patented that technology where like it was like a way to like give you help tips like sell you help help tips if you were sucking at a game like it was like a microtransaction thing uh yeah the the implementation into call of duty it was basically if you die so many times like it shows you what you were killed with right and how to get that thing and like a microtransaction link or whatever yeah right well i think that was activision actually but still yeah, yeah. Sony has one too that they patent. I, they do this I, all the time. They patent technologies. Like the minute they find out about it, they patent it, whether they're going to use it or not. Right. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what they do with it. But I, I just the idea of that was just so cool to me. I really wanted to spend a talking point on it. Yeah. Totally. Right. I mean, outside of that, it's all just like E three sort of stuff, and yeah. we're going to get to that. Actually, you didn't mention it. Uh, our uh, our little update to our recording schedule. Oh, We're not yeah. the next the next episode that we record is actually uh, it weirdness is going on with my work schedule and everything mm-hmm. like that, and we can't really line stuff up mm-hmm. at a reasonable hour that works for everybody. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it, Tentatively, this Friday, we're going to be doing our next recording of the podcast. And as a result, that means we're going to miss all of the E3 stuff. But <laughs> that also means that we'll be able to have the following episode be a holy E3. Holy E3, yeah. So, and I'm I'm already assuming that's what it's going to be anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, the schedule's a little bit weird right now, guys. We'll talk about it again at the end of the episode. Remind me if I forget, Neil. But uh, uh, basically, if you want to get your fan tractions read, um, and I always try and go back to ones I miss, but if you want them read, you need to get them up by this Friday instead of this Sunday, just so you guys know. Uh, Friday night, so anytime during Friday day, but just because we're recording a couple of days early. Podcast is still going up at the same time. Just if you want to get your fan interactions in there, they got to be before Friday. They usually are, so it doesn't really matter. But (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to odds and ends. All righty. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our final segment. Well, not our final segment, but uh, (laughs) odds and ends. Uh, This segment is a segment where we like to collect smaller news stories that don't necessarily deserve an entire talking point. We just like to riff on them, 
make you guys aware of them. Just chat about them in whatever way we feel uh, known. So I have three. Neil has four. Neil, why don't you start us off? All right. Well, in our continuing segment, how to get Google Stadia for free news, apparently... Google is giving away the free uh, Stadia Premier Edition for free when you purchase a brand new OnePlus phone. There's like three different models to choose from. If you buy the phone, you get yourself a whole a whole Google Stadia. Um, and they are also getting very desperate because they are also offering referral bonuses uh, for cursing your friends for uh, signing up for Google Stadia. They don't have to do anything. All they have to do is sign up and you get the referral bonus. So for one friend, you get a free month of Stadia Pro. If you get two friends to sign up, you get an exclusive Stadia profile picture because that's (laughs) worth it. And for three friends, you get a coupon for a half off on a Google Stadia controller. Man, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. I, it's still beyond me as to why this thing hasn't died yet. Yeah, I can't believe they're talking about it. They're, uh, they're like getting ready to like roll out new voice features and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, learn, you, you gotta know, you gotta know when to give up guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so frustrating. That's so frustrating. All right. Uh, so my first one is, uh, so it's come out, it's kind of leaked online that they're working on some new Borderlands stuff. And one of them, and this is really weird, I don't know what this is going to be, but it is a spin-off game, not a DLC, a spin-off game called mm-hmm. Tina's Wonderland, uh, which is confusing to me because I was like, what could that possibly be? But supposedly, it is going to have much of the same elements as Borderlands 3 did uh, with different cross-classing something or other. So I don't know what that's going to be, but that's very interesting um, for any Borderlands fans out there. They're good. It's it's probably I would equate this probably to a pre sequel. Is probably what it's going to be in size. Uh, but I I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the cross classing. They specifically mentioned that there's going to be like cross classing in it, which I don't know what that could possibly mean. Yeah, I heard about this, and I did not hear about the cross classing part though. And I got to tell you, that is that is something that I would be totally down for because my one gripe with borderlands 3 was not having enough choice for builds i would have loved Mm -hmm. a fourth tier to be able to build out a character with Well, they have one now they have all the characters have four all the characters have four it is a paid dlc but yeah it's called the borderlands 3 director's cut they just released it oh okay all characters have four DLCs, uh, four ca- classes, uh, not classes, but class trees, and then uh, it's also crossplay. And there was something else they added to it, and I can't remember. But uh, yeah, and I honestly thought about it, but I looked at the, the the other class things, and they just didn't look interesting to me in any way, shape, or form. So it didn't, it wasn't enough uh. to bring me back. But they do have four. They do have four. I will be interested with the the cross classing is confusing to me because. In a lot of ways, it already cross-classes by giving you three trees. So does this mean you'll be able to, like, 
pick different treats from different classes for your character? Are we talking like I would. character customization here? Like I would love that. That would yeah. be great. Uh so would Phil Billy. Uh I think I think Phil Billy would have an eternal hard on if that was <laughs> yeah. if that was what it was. Like if he could just like make a character in Borderlands where he could pick any skill trees to put together, uh he just spent hours there. But uh yeah, so that's that's mine. Your next one. All right, my this next one's pretty short and sweet. Uh, a nugget shaped like a crew member from Among Us sold for nearly a hundred thousand dollars on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> a McDonald's chicken nugget looked like a looked like a crew member. Threw it up <laughs> on eBay. Starting bid was ninety nine cents. It finished out at it was like ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety seven dollars. Come on, come on! Nobody's actually paying that, are they? I don't nugget? know. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they just bailed and didn't pay and just took a strike. Yeah, but they've still, got to. they've got to. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, all right. Uh, all right. Next one for me. So Borderlands Three, with their new updates, uh, as I was just mentioning, the crossplay, something kind of weird happened. Uh, Randy Pitchford tweeted this out. Uh, good news or bad news first? Good news. An update for Borderlands 3 has been prepared for release that includes full crossplay support across all platforms. Bad news. For certification, we have been required by the publisher, that would be 2K Games, to remove crossplay support for PlayStation consoles only. What the fuck does 2K have against PlayStation? Uh... Yeah, I remember hearing something about this. I think it's not necessarily 2K's. I don't think it's necessarily a 2K thing. I think it's more so a PlayStation thing. Well, and because PlayStation yeah. doesn't want that crossplay. They just don't want that crossplay, and it's so frustrating. But this is there's been a lot of blockage lately, and you know, I don't like Pitchford. He's an a hole, but I do like the fact that he actually tweeted out like the the reasoning in it, which was nice instead of just like saying it was them but yeah so for whatever reason you cannot crossplay with playstation again they're always left out of the fun always left out of the fun yeah but i don't know i feel like that's a game that they don't want to play at this point they've made that abundantly clear <laughs> that's possible uh, that's possible. yeah they might want to so, play it a little bit more if they were allowed to play with their other people though that's true um so, uh, my next one, uh, NVIDIA launched the 3080 Ti this past week. Um, for $1,200, you can get a video card that's basically a 3090 performance-wise, assuming you can get it at all. Uh, but what is very interesting is some actual brick-and-mortar stores are trying to, you know, curtail the, the, the bot scalp issue uh, okay. that they have. So originally, uh, Best Buy was not selling their video cards in stores. They would do it only online. With this card, they are having it only sold in stores and not online. So you have to physically go and line up. They, you had to go and line up whenever it first uh, on launch day. And it worked just like Black Friday used to. They go through, they hand you a ticket. They had so many tickets. If you got a ticket, you were getting a card. If not, no. 
Um, but I think it's very interesting that somebody has finally decided to go the way of, you know, getting, doing something along those lines. Um, you know, and that really, like, for everybody out there who don't understand, scalpers work, uh, like, internet scalpers for this kind of stuff, they work on programs that allow them to, they just turn on this program, and the program just, like, searches the web and buys up the thing that they put into the program as fast as they become available. Uh, so that's how they get so many of them, is they use these kind of, like, tech, the software, uh, which is one of the reasons that, like, digital kind of kills everything. So maybe brick and mortar is the counter for that, you know? Yeah, especially in this instance. Um, and I know, like, because scalping is such a huge issue right now, shortages on everything, uh, I had originally had something that I was going to throw in odds and ends uh, a couple weeks ago, but it just kind of goes along with this. Uh, the Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon Center, I believe in New York, I think is where it is. Uh, they would have their card, their trading cards, whatever, always available for uh, whenever you know they come up, and people would line up outside, you know. Uh, the store as early as possible. But of course, you know, scalpers, sure, there's some normal people who would be able to get in there and get at the head of the line, but usually it's always the people who do it as basically a job. So you get the scalpers who are at the front of the line and they get in there, they still get the Pokemon cards before everything else. That Pokemon Center actually did something that built off of what Best Buy kind of did by, you know, going physical, physically selling things in the store uh they would actually start from the back of the line and let people go in to buy the cards hmm. the trading cards so getting there early does nothing at all and i think that is a great idea because then you don't know if you're gonna be the last person right. but you can't wait too long so it's literally the most fair shot that you can possibly right. get right. by going in and doing it like that that's that is interesting. That is interesting. Um, all right. So uh, my final one. Oh wait, was it, is, is it my turn? It's my turn, right? Yeah, it's your turn. I just did. <laughs> right. Exhaustion is catching up with me quick. This has been a yeah. weekend. Um, Dark Horse is uh put a studio together, or is maybe not put a studio together, but they are looking for studios to create AAA game experiences for their comic books, their comic book sets. So like Hellboy and other Dark Horse comics would be in, emblazoned in, uh, emblazoned in uh, uh, game form. That would be interesting because I would yeah. play a good Hellboy game. I, would I play think a good Hellboy game. There, yeah. there was, I mean, I, I'm, pretty sure it was like ps2 something along those lines had a hellboy game too but i uh, it's yeah i don't think uh yeah I don't... it wasn't triple a i i th i feel like like this was very uh the wordage of this was very much like we want to make triple a game experiences for our comic books right so uh, yeah i i think it'd be very interesting i would yeah. be down for that yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting properties with Dark Horse. Hellboy is probably the most known, but there's also the Goon, and uh, there's a couple others that I just can't think of off the top of my head because I'm exhausted. But like, it, it would be very interesting. I'd be very interested to see what they do with it. All right, so my last one, uh, 
Capcom is getting sued. Um, <laughs> yeah, Capcom they're is all getting sued now, aren't they? Yeah, Capcom is being sued for uh, unauthorized use of images in Resident Evil and Devil May Cry games. Oh, so yeah. yes, uh, there is a designer uh, named I- I'm gonna destroy her last name, uh, Judy Jurasek, uh, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, it filed a lawsuit against the company claiming that the images used uh, in these games were from a visual design book called Surfaces that she put together. Basically, uh, just a bunch of photos that she took and put together as like a inspiration. So it's like pictures of actual locations. However, what is interesting about this is because of how the licensing works with this, um, she owns the images that are in this design book of other people's things. Mm. And Capcom, uh, if you look up this this lawsuit, there's two instances in particular. One of a doorframe uh, in a Resident Evil game and the actual like shattered glass from the Resident Evil 4 logo that's in the 4 are absolutely 100% percent pulled straight from this book like they are straight up like it is them it's not like oh it just kind of looks kind of like it no it's dead serious like that so um no licensing fees were paid anything along those lines uh capcom has said that they are aware of the lawsuit and that is it so no denial so i'm pretty sure they you know are gonna settle (laughs) yeah i mean most cases settle very few cases go to trial anymore and honestly uh if these guys have a case they'll it'll settle it's very hard to get to get good payoffs on this kind of stuff just because it's very hard to prove that somebody stole your intellectual property. It's a lot harder than people think it is anyway. Um, so if a lawyer took this case, they think they've got something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, that's odds and ends. You want to go to Horrible Arena? Sure. Horrible Gaming Podcast. That brings us to the moment you've all been waiting for at the end of the show, the Horrible Arena. What is the Horrible Arena if you have never watched or listened? Well, first of all, please watch or listen more. We try so hard here. If you haven't, it is where myself and Neil are going to pitch you a game based on pre-existing criteria. The pre-existing criteria from, what, three weeks ago was Martial Arts Game, a game with martial arts in it in some way, shape, or form. Any genre is open. Now, we're going to pitch the game, the martial arts game. We're going to pitch the developer, what the game is, and the title of the game. Once we are done pitching it, it will be up to you guys, the fans, to go to all the places to voice which one you would spend your hard-earned money on if you had to choose. You can comment anywhere. We'll count it. Then, next week, we use those comments during the fan traction segment to decide who the winner is. Now, the quantum coin has been tossed, and Neil won it, so he will be pitching to you first. We have also added the lightning round to it, and the way the lightning round works is Neil is going to pitch his, I'm going to pitch mine, Neil is going to ask me a... uh, I'm going to ask Neil a question, (laughs) and Neil is going to ask me a question about our pitch. Then... We'll go to the plugs one the show. So, Neil, take it away. Martial arts-inspired game. All right. Uh, well, you're going to have to bear with me because I don't have anything pre-typed, so it's just off the dome, so it's going to be a lot of 
um uh <laughs> being said so it's all good. It's all good. bear with me um so my project is going to be called project urban beat and it is going to be done by harmonics okay. um so this game would follow you as uh, a custom created character you'd be able to build your cut your character out however you want them to appear uh and it would follow your character as a new uh new resident of a huge city uh unfortunately your house gets broken into by a bunch of thugs and you try to stop them uh it does not go very well for you and you get the crap kicked out of you an old man across the street sees this and takes you in and tells you to basically let it go. It's a local gang, and they're not to be trifled with, but you have none of it. Um, and this old man sees this spark in you and decides to teach you how to defend yourself. However, in this big city, it's more than just beating the crap out of people. You have to feel the environment. You have to feel the cars down the streets. You hit the buzz of the neon signs. You have to feel that environment all around you. So as a result, <clears throat> you take in everything. And this game is going to be based around music. It's going to be a fight, a three-dimensional open world exploring fighting game where you can go through. You, The object of the game is for you to go through and put an end to this, uh, to this gang that is terrorizing the city. Um, but it is going to incorporate music. So there's always going to be the sounds of the city happening and a backing track based off of the area of the city, city that you're in. There's going to be like a slum sort of area. There's going to be like the bustling downtown, uh, like a business district. They will all have the same sort of light backing track to them along with the environmental sounds. Once you start getting into combat, however, your your attacks and combos will add into the music to remix the sound of the game, like the music track of the game. Um, and the types of attacks that you use are also going to affect that sound. So heavy hits are going to affect more so the bass line of the music being played. Uh, lighter hits will uh, have more trouble. However, these fights are going to have conflicting music. So the enemies will also have their own sort of track. You will gauge your own HP based off of what song is dominantly playing. So if you are getting the crap kicked out of you, the sort of song will start superseding yours and you'll hear more of their elements than yours. And then eventually you'll get some sort of visual indicator on the screen. Now you can't be strictly sound based in that regard. Cause that'd be a little unfair, um, <clears throat> but you would get some sort of visual indicator eventually that, Hey, you are actually about to lose. Um, you can also throughout the course of the game, pick up different fighting styles. Um, fighting styles that are more based in like actual like boxing or like Muay Thai uh, things along those lines. And you can change your fighting style. And when you do, it changes the inflection of the music. 
So it is one part fighting adventure game, one part almost sound remixing music game. Uh, so I hope I articulated that well enough without having it typed out in front of me. But yeah, that's my game. Uh, can you just give me the project name again? You cut out during the project. Oh, crap. Uh, I literally, it was uh, Project Urban Beat, I believe is what I called it. Beat. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. So mine. Okay. Here we go. Mike, it's disqualified for this one. I don't know. It is going to be designed by Arc System Works. And I'm not going to give you the title to the end. So the my game predicate my game is based on the predication that the digital internet, the digital world, is not just a feed to us, but it's also a connection to another dimension. A dimension that kind of wants to also conquer us which is why we get sucked into the internet. We get stuck on it for so long and we go down YouTube polls. It's because there's constantly this weird pull to the internet for us because the internet itself, we've kind of accidentally unlocked this uh, opposing dimension that kind of wants to get to us. Uh, so what happens is we actually have a way to stop that, an unknown way. And, and that way is that we imprint ourselves into the digital world, into the internet, unconsciously just by using it, just by activating it. Uh, and then those avatars that kind of float around in that digital space, uh, they have to figure out which one of them is the strongest and which one of the, uh, them is the best in order to fight off the, 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 the evil beings that come through the dimension to try and get us, to try and claim our world, to try and open the door through the internet and actually invade our space. The people selected to do that are the OMG people. That's right. This is OMG fighters. You will see <laughs> Kev Tutal. He is the big one. He th throws people around, does a lot of power moves, kind of like, uh, like Zangief uh, meets Juggernaut. Uh, then you've got Phil Billy, who's going to be a lot more close combat fighting with strikes as well as sustained holds. And this is a 2D, 2D fighter, which is what Arc System Works has done the best with, which is Dragon Ball Z fighters. It's going to be like that. Fully drawn, fully, render, fully rendered, old school 2D fighter with these kind of graphics. You'll have Zack, you'll see Neil, you'll see all of our favorites in there, each personified with their own fighting style based on you know how we do stuff in the world uh, and then each game further on down the road will add more of our community members to it and they're all fighting to prove they're the strongest and the one most likely to take on the dimensional being because if the person who takes on the dimensional being isn't the chosen one then we're all in trouble now OMG fighters <laughs> OMG fighters uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. I was on top of it. I was really happy with it. And then there was one other thing I wanted to add. I forgot it. So, yeah, so that's my pitch. It's OMG Fighters. It's all of the OMG crew in a deep backstory-driven story. Oh, that's the other thing. The stages themselves will be backdrops from our favorite games. Favorite games ever. So, 
Neil, when we're fighting in Neil's stage, we're gonna be we're gonna be fighting in a completely Undertale rendered backdrop backdrop story. It will be completely interactive with us. Uh, when we're playing with me, it would be like a State of Decay 2 or maybe a Sea of Thieves, uh, maybe Streets of Rage. I would love that. Uh, Phil Billy, same thing. Call of Duty or Borderlands. Uh, Kev could be in a Rainbow Six Siege area. Whatever we've got, there's going to be like a back, like it'll be our favorite game is the backstory because these avatars are literally jumping through digital space, fighting each other to figure out who the strongest is to take them on. So that's my pitch is OMG fighters. So Neil, I believe I get to ask you the question first, and I might get disqualified for pandering. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. With Urban Beat, you had said that you unlock different fighting styles. Yes. Is, th is that the only way you progress in the game? Will there be any sort of backstory perk system? Will there be any sort of experience? Uh, and how customize customizable are the fighting styles themselves? Or is it just you unlock this fighting style and with it comes a new move list? Uh, so with the – yeah, it's primarily going to be like that. This game would not have like RPG mechanics to it. It's more of like a progressing through a linear sort of story. Like, sure, it'll have like side quests and whatnot, but uh, it's primarily like there is there is a story, there is an end goal. You would pick these fighting styles up along the way. Maybe you you know pick up like two of them from the old man from the beginning. Maybe you you best. Uh, some street thug who fights you in a certain style and then he then teaches you this new style and each new style would have a new move list okay. and you would be able to on the fly swap between these different move lists okay all right so no real arpg elements just more the, the no yeah elements. no it's it's more i i liken like it to something yeah, I liken it to something like uh, I've not played it, but from what I've seen of it, like Yakuza. Okay, Yakuza uh, has um, actual unlocked perks inside, but it does. Uh, well, uh, I mean, yeah, I, some of them do, some of them don't. They're, they're all over the place with the genre of those games. <laughs> but the one I yeah, played was very, I saw. <laughs> very, very unlockable stuff. So, okay, so your question for me. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> My first, I actually am going to have two questions. My first you question. You only I one. know. Only one of them matters. Okay. This one's kind of important, but this isn't the one that matters. Okay. Called OMG Fighters. Uh -huh. Does it have a Z at the end? Uh, <laughs> of course it has a Z at the end. I mean, and you can equate it because my name is Zachariah. Oh, there you go. Boom, baby. There you go. Boom. Dropping the All fucking right. mic on that one. So the actual <laughs> question that I have, though, okay. uh, the actual question that I have is, is it more so billed as like a Streets of Rage where it is you progress as the characters through a stage or is it more so like uh, like a Marvel vs. Capcom where you build out a, a, a roster of three three different people and you go up against a team of another three people it's gonna be and it's just it's gonna be one-on-one -on -one, street fighter style one -on -one okay 
round-based fights is what it's going to be. I, okay. There will be a deep character customization in the, in the game as well uh, because I want people who maybe aren't in it yet can also develop their own community member based on themselves. So I want it kind of like swappable heads and swappable colors and stuff like that. So there will be some like character creation aspects to it. But for the most part, uh, yeah, it's, it's a 2D fighter straight up. I do want some loadout builds to it, maybe some equipment stuff, different modes that would uh, allow for that. Uh, but all the accoutrement that comes with that 2D fighter. So it'll be a number of rounds, and you have to win best of whatever against your opponents and fight through the ladder to get your guy to the top to take on the big dimensional bad guy. Right. Yeah. So that's it. Did, did that answer your question? Yes, it did. All right. All right. So uh, you guys, it's your choice. Which are you voting for? Do you want OMG Fighter Z? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. OMG Fighter oh, OMG Fighter Z. No, that's that's a thing I'm now. Tired. That's what it's called I'm now. Too tired. No, that's what it's called. It's called OMG Fighter Z. <laughs> I I wish I had the capability to make a show cuz I would just make that like that <laughs> my mission. Um and then uh Urban Beat uh is your other choice. You guys get to pick which one you want. Tell us in the comments below or in all the places that we're about to tell you in the plugs. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that's it, guys. This is the end of the show. The shameless self-promotion that it brings. Neil, do you have anything specific you want to plug? Well, uh, nothing really super particular. Just uh, still plugging away at uh, Halo Infinite Road. Mm -hmm. Um, I I want to say that we're maybe one third of the way through Halo Three. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. We're we're gonna be getting some more together here soon. Um, but I guess this is probably as good a time as any to kind of put the bug in people's ear. You know, eventually we are gonna be doing another Halo Infinite War. So if that's something y'all want to be a part of, just let us know. Uh, last time we had, we had more than we had the first time. <laughs> I, I know that ridiculous but... amount of people the last time, and that is always a train wreck to record and do. But yeah, if you want in, let us know because uh, we're we're gonna be doing it. Bah. I think we probably got like a month or so before we're gonna. Really yeah, start we still got a little while ago, but it. but but yeah, we're definitely gonna be doing that again soon. And uh, yeah, check the show out every week, especially this week's episode because it's all about that hot ham. Um, <laughs> I the the episodes for this season have been particularly zany and I've been enjoying them. Um guys out there, you can enjoy everything else the channel has to offer here. Uh all of our let's plays, we have one just about every day of the week. Uh if not the podcast, if not a fun exclusive, if not we stream. So you can check out everything we have to offer here. Uh, you can also talk to us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH. You can talk to us on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. The link is in the description below. And you can influence this in all of our shows from there. And I cannot stress this enough. Being part of our community means, and, and an active member actually posting and stuff, gets you on shows. Uh, Danny and Jason were just community members, and now they have a standing bi-weekly show on uh, Sea of Thieves. Uh, you know, we... We have a ton of other community members. Filthy Phil has been on a ton of shows. Uh, so we have a ton of people who join us. If you're in our community, we're a very community-forward. Uh, we're, we're a very people-forward channel. Uh, 
So yeah, if you're in our community, you will probably get on stuff. So please, join, chat with us, talk with us, whatever. And then uh, the only other thing I wanted to tease is I started writing the bonus round promos. Bonus round will be a large double-sized episode that we're going to do in between Season 3 and Season 2 of OMG Wrestling. Uh, it will probably be mid-July when this comes out. Uh, but I am working on the getting the promos together now. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited about it, and I started writing it, so I'm back on that horse, and we will probably be looking at fall for the actual Season 3 release. So that's going to be coming within probably the next four or five weeks, and then the Season 3 will be coming probably around September, late August, just so that everybody knows. And if you are speaking... Just keep that in mind. I'm going to be calling you soon. And if you're not speaking and you want a part, please DM me. I have so many characters that I just have to voice myself, and it's, it's, it's insane. So please, please, if you want to voice a character or you want to do some voice work for it, I can't pay you, but it's a good time. All right, guys, as long as you keep watching this and listening, we will keep making them. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, and one final reminder, show will be recorded Friday. So if you want to get your fan tractions yeah. read, make sure you get them in before Friday night. All right, everybody. Have a good one. See you next week. Um, so what happened with Best Buy? Oh, my God. So, okay. So these guys. First of all, I hate going to Best Buy because they're on commission. And you, you almost can't even blame them. But they're just immediately trying to upsell you, and they're fighting with you, and they never have what's on the website, which really pisses me off. So, like, we were looking, because the TV bricks, we don't have another TV. We only have this 32-inch. Uh, so we decide, okay, she's going to go to work. When she gets off, we'll go out, we'll get a TV. So, she, so we start looking them up. We find one on Target, this TCL that's a certain price and we're like okay but we find two other ones that are cheaper at best buy and that's the cheapest place and they're in store okay we'll go get them we'll go to best buy so we go to best buy we walk in the door we go to the tvs we are immediately this kid comes over and just tr starts trying to upsell he's like what are you looking for uh you want the the big one the high de no 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 no, no. We're just looking for a 55-inch. We've got a specific one we're looking for. And he's like, well, we can get you in a bigger one with a card, and we can put you on a card and a payment plan. No, no, no. We're not yeah. doing it. So it's like it, we sit there because they're on commission. We sit there for fucking 10 minutes with this kid. Finally, my wife's like, listen, we are replacing an 8-year-old high-definition TV that we do not game on. We have a specific idea in mind. We are not spending more than $450. Can you show us where this TV is? He visibly rolled his eyes at us. You fucking kidding me, dude? Then he, <laughs> then he takes us into this fucking aisle and shows us the only two TVs for under $400. And neither one of them are the ones that were available on the website. We're like, hey, we saw these on the website. They say they're in this store. And he's like, ah, oh, the inventory's never right. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> okay, fine. So my wife's like, which one of these should we buy? Get this, man. Get this. The two that they have available, the TCL that we would have bought at Target, who is not on commission, they wouldn't have given a fuck, you know? 
with, for the same price as we could have gotten at Target and an Insignia. He goes, don't buy the Insignia, buy the TCL. Why? Because I have a TCL. Are you fucking kidding me? You sat there for 10 minutes to try and upsell us on shit and you <laughs> own this TV, you fucking asshole? So then the only thing I was concerned about, and this is, this is the real capper for me, because this makes him stupid, even on commission. Because then the only thing that I was worried about is we have that weird little entertainment center. You've seen it, the rolly one. Yeah. It's kind of a diamond. So like yeah. to go bigger, we needed a standing, a standing back. Like a yeah. single stand back. And I'm looking at the boxes. All the boxes have the dual Vs on either side, right? And I'm like, those are going to be too wide. They're not going to fit our entertainment center. Do all of these have these Vs or do they have standing standing backs? He goes, oh, only the more expensive TVs have standing single standing backs. I'm like, all right, fucker. Just grab that TV. We're getting out of here. <laughs> so then we go home, right? Yeah. And of course it doesn't fit. And I'm trying to figure out how to make it work. My wife goes online and finds out, guess what they sell, Neil? And we were so pissed at the store, I didn't even think about this. But they sell separate single stand backs. Four 55-inch TVs. They sell them. They're just separate. And you're not going to tell me that Best Buy doesn't have one of those in stock. So this dumb motherfucking kid is sitting there trying to tell me I'm an asshole when he could be making another $50 on his commission if he just goes, yeah, we have them. They're just sold separately over here. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Fuck Best Buy. But, but... I'm never going back to that place ever again. Just, nah, I'm done with commission. I'm done with that shit. I'll get it from Target by a dude who's worked nine hours and could give two shits whether I buy the TV or not. That's that it, it. That's kind of an issue that we have, like with the fridge and everything too. Mm, so, mm. like we we just just got our refund for the fridge. Oh god. Yeah. So they the whole saga. You know, they wouldn't bring it in because it's too big. Whatever this, that, and the other. So I finally I got pissed, and I'm like, you know what? This is bullshit. So I actually tried to get a hold of somebody at corporate. Had to go through Facebook of all places oh my because, God. yeah, yeah, they don't, uh, to my knowledge, they don't have an official anything, you know, this, that, and the other. And the best part is that's how they directed me through Kayla because Kayla tweeted at them on Twitter and they were like, yeah, we can't do anything talking to you. Your husband has to go on Facebook and talk to us. And I was just like, Ooh. yeah, on fucking, fucking Facebook, fa fucking oh Facebook. So I type out, you know, the entire saga about, you know, them being shits about the, the fridge and everything. So they, uh, they were like, we're really sorry that, you know, this happened to you and congratulations on buying your new home and this, that, and the other thing, you know, <laughs> do normal corporate speak. Um, and it's like, shut the fuck up and yeah. give me my money. So they were like, yeah, they were like, uh, well, there are some appliances that need a certain amount of clearance, this, that, and the other thing. And they sent me a link on how to measure appliances. I'm like, <laughs> all right, that was a bit uncalled for, but 
I had said, it's like, I understand, but the point that I'm making is the fact that this is probably where I screwed myself over. I said, the point that I'm making is the fact that we had paid for the install. They didn't want to install, but they didn't ask if we, they just wanted to drop it off in the garage or, you know, this, that, and the other thing that they just took off with the fridge anyways. Right. So they were like, well, you can go ahead and schedule, uh, you can schedule a thing to be able to get, you know, get it brought to you, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, no, I don't want it because you're not going to be able to, you know, do it for me. And honestly, at that point too, I realized that doorway to get into the kitchen, it wouldn't have fit through that doorway. <laughs> it would have fit in the spot. But that doorway is where it would have caught. Right. So I was like, shit, we wouldn't be able to get it anyway. So I was like, no, I don't want it. So they were like, oh, well, you know, processing time, this, that, and the other thing. And they again, they went on about how they have to inspect it before they give me a refund. I don't know why it never left the truck. Right. So like days go by and I still don't hear anything. So I physically go into Best Buy and I talk to them behind the counter and I'm like, hey, I had never got a refund for this shit. And I told him the whole saga. And of course, we're really sorry that happened to you. This, that, and the other thing. And they are like, okay, here's your refund. And I understand there's some sort of processing time for it. Uh, it was five days <laughs> before I got the refund for That's it. That's ridiculous. And the amount uh, that you had to go through to get it when they didn't even drop the fucking thing off is ridiculous. Right. So now, like, I we... don't have a fridge. You have the money for the fridge. There is a problem. 